Today, I'm gonna to talk about the importance of communication in a happy marriage. Welcome to the Dr. Wyatt Show, where developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve, and following my tools is one path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in couples counseling. For more love and less conflicts in your relationship, be sure to download my app today, Keep the Glow, KTG, wherever you get your apps. So communication is a hot topic, and you hear about this a lot. My husband and I need help with communication. My wife and I, we struggle with communication. What are people referring to when they say communication? It's such a broad term. It can include so many areas of a relationship. So I'm going to go through some of the top areas of communication that you and your partner need to be improving in. The first one is your inner world. How well do you and your partner communicate about your inner world? This refers to all of your thoughts and feelings every day that goes through your mind. It can be things about your kids. It can be things about your finances, things about your work, things about your friends. There's so many things that go through our mind in our inner world that we often don't share with our partner. And when we don't share our inner world, we start feeling disconnected from our partner. We start feeling distant. This is why I developed the tool, the head heart check, because it's an easy way to help couples develop that connection because we're always evolving. The highs and lows you have today are different than what you had a week ago, a month ago, three months ago, and same with your partner. Therefore, you need a way to stay updated on these inner worlds because that's going to help your communication. You need to communicate on your inner worlds. That's how you foster best friends. That's how you foster closeness. That's how you foster soulmates. You start communicating on your inner worlds on a regular basis. Number two, you need to start communicating better on your conflicts. How well do you and your partner communicate around your conflicts? Conflicts are inevitable. You're imperfect, hard to break it to you. I'm imperfect, your partner's imperfect. We're all imperfect. That's part of being human, but what happens is our imperfections rub up against our partner's imperfections and now we have conflict because needs aren't met, feelings get hurt. Inevitably, something's gonna happen that's gonna create a conflict in your relationship. It's a matter of time. But how well do you communicate through those conflicts with your partner? This is why I created the Reunite tool because it helps couples walk through conflict one step at a time in a way that keeps it emotionally safe because most of the time, we have all these unresolved conflicts, all these unresolved resentments, and we can't even touch them because if we do, we're going to have another conflict. So now we avoid them. We sweep them under the rug. And the more unresolved conflict you have, the more unresolved resentment you have, the more division you're going to feel from your partner because each one is a block in the wall of division. Unresolved conflict creates division that breaks down intimacy physically and emotionally. So you have to learn how to communicate more effectively with your conflicts. The third area you need better communication is on your needs. What are your needs in your marriage? What type of needs do you have in your relationship? Maybe it's quality time. Maybe it's affection. Maybe it's sexual intimacy. Maybe it's words of affirmation. Maybe it's thoughtful gestures. Maybe it's supporting your interests. There's so many different ways to feel loved in a relationship. And there's things that bother you, things that your partner does that makes you feel negative toward them. How good are you and your partner about communicating these things? The things you need, 
and the things you don't need, the things you want and the things you don't want, the things you desire and the things that you detest. How often are you communicating about those things? How well are you communicating with your partner how you feel about those things? This is why I developed the tool of the love buckets, which is from my app, Keep the Glow, KTG. If you want to learn to communicate better on the main things you need to feel loved, your needs, and the main things that bother you in your relationship, that's why I developed Keep the Glow, because I know it's a massive need. This was a huge need for my wife and I. When we were going through hard times in our relationship, I remember thinking, my needs aren't met at all. And instead of my wife meeting my needs, she's doing all these behaviors I don't like. But how do I talk about it? How do I bring it up without causing a fight, without her getting defensive? And she felt the same toward me. I wasn't doing a good job meeting her needs. And instead, I was doing certain behaviors that made her feel negative toward me. But she was also stuck with how can she bring it up in a way that I don't get defensive. This is why I developed Keep the Glow, the app, because it allows couples to open up this communication channel so that they can communicate on what do they need and what do they don't want in the relationship. We all need to communicate about these things. And this brings me to number four. Number four, a great way to start communicating better today is the bullseye question. You may have heard me teach about the bullseye question. It's one of my favorite tools because it's so simple and it's so powerful. It's so elementary, but it's so profound. So the bullseye, what you do is once a day you ask your partner, what's one thing I did right today and what's one thing I could have done better? That's what you ask each other. Now, there's a ground rule. And the ground rule is all you're allowed to say in response after you get that feedback is thank you for the feedback. You can't defend yourself. You can't justify yourself. You can't counter blame and point out how it's your partner's fault instead of your fault. You can't do any of that. Because if you do that, your partner's gonna learn it's not safe to give you feedback. Then they're gonna stop giving you feedback. Then they're gonna sweep it under the rug. It's gonna build up, then it's gonna blow up. So we all need the bullseye question because it's a real simple daily maintenance tool to help you and your partner communicate better so you have a happier marriage. So the first part of the bullseye when you ask, what's one thing I did right today? That's good for both partners because obviously if we hear what we did right, that's good for us because it feels good and it's gonna reinforce our behavior to do that thing more often because now we've realized how much our partner appreciates it. But it's also good for our partner because they have to look for the good. And optimism is a learned style. Most of us are pessimists. We look for what our partner's doing wrong. So to intentionally have to look for what they're doing right every day, that trains your brain to look for the good stuff, look for the bright spots. So that's good for both partners. And when you talk about what your partner did right, talk about what it says about them that they did that thing. So for example, instead of saying, I really appreciated how you unloaded the dishwasher last night, you would say, I really appreciated how you unloaded the dishwasher. And what that said about you is that you were being really considerate because you knew I was tired and I didn't have time to get to it last night. So that transformed your appreciation into a compliment because now I'm complimenting their character. I'm commenting on their traits. And so that's going to hit your partner at a deeper level. Now, when you ask for the feedback of what's one thing I could have done better, remember, 
you have three buckets to put that feedback into. So no matter what your partner tells you, you can put it into one of three buckets. The first bucket is the fluke bucket. That means that was a circumstance, that was a fluke. That's not my fault what they just said about me. It never happens. That, that was a one-off. I can just let go of it. That's the fluke bucket. Other times you're gonna get constructive feedback from your partner. You're gonna put that into another bucket and that bucket is, it's all my fault. I have to really work on that. That's 100% me, what they just said. That's a major weakness I have to work on. That's a growth area for me. So that's another bucket you might put their feedback into at times. But most of the time, you're gonna put it into this third bucket. And the third bucket says, this is kind of their fault because they're projecting onto me. And this is kind of the circumstances which had nothing to do with me. But there is this portion of this feedback that is me. And that's the part I need to mull over and think about and really sift through to search for the kernel of truth. So the main takeaway here is it's up to you what bucket you put this feedback in. The fluke bucket, it's a one-off, don't have to think about it. It's all me bucket, I gotta really work on it, or it's kinda me, kinda not me. And don't say out loud what bucket you're putting it in. That's not gonna go well. If your partner gives you feedback and then you say fluke bucket, that's not gonna go well, so don't do that. This is just an internal process that you do. Then you're gonna take that feedback and just mull it over over the next day or so and reflect on it, think about it, process it, because you're searching for the kernel of truth. What's the piece of the feedback that you know is legit that you could be doing a better job on? That's what you're thinking about. And then do something about it. And you're gonna be more likely to do something about it because guess what? No one's cornering you. No one's telling you what to do. No one's expecting you to own everything because when we're expected to own everything, we're gonna get defensive. When we feel cornered, we're gonna get defensive. When we're being told what to do different, we're gonna get defensive. This approach sidesteps all those pitfalls and that's why it can be so effective. So once a day, or take turns asking, what's one thing I did right today and what's one thing I could have done better? Then all you can say in response is, Thank you for the feedback. If you do that once a day, I promise you it's gonna revolutionize your communication. So those are four ways to improve your communication for a happy marriage. Number one, you wanna start communicating on your inner world. Number two, you wanna start communicating better around your conflicts. Number three, you wanna start communicating better around your needs. And number four, start communicating better by using the bullseye question. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast. If you want to learn more from me and receive support from me live every single week, be sure to join my marriage boot camp. The link is in the description. And remember, your marriage is alive. If you care for it and nurture it, it will grow. If you deprive it and neglect it, it will wilt and die. The choice is up to you. Take care.